Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. It's another podcast in a series of podcasts that sometimes occur and sometimes don't. We're trying to get better about that. In this case, well, how are you doing? I'm really okay. I'm not doing that great. I... I was getting ready. We're, we're doing this podcast at Lisa's house this time. We usually do it at my place, just so you know. So we are sitting in a, what would you say, 10 by 8 room here? It's very tiny. It is. This is a, this house that I, I bought was built in the 60s, and this is what they thought would adequately house a person. This I, is a isn't, bedroom. Isn't that true? I yeah. mean, my brother and I shared a bedroom no bigger than this, and... Uh, now, you know, you, I think somebody put a sewing machine in here. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we, when did we become this big sprawling society where we got to have all this room, these huge bathrooms? It was good enough. I know. Yeah. Mm. And this house is big and is too big for me anyway. Yeah. But, but well, I, I'm running into the same problem. But the rooms are really tiny. But this works good for my studio. What do you think? Have you been, ever been in here? Look at what mm. a pigsty it is. Yeah, but, you know, mine's a pigsty, or was. Yours until is recently. nice and clean. Mine's well, got, I've got, pick, I've got crap, I've got Christmas. Don't look over there. Should I take a picture of it? No! I don't want people to see this. You don't want to post this? No. We've taken many pictures of my my studio. No, but you know what was funny was the when I was audited last Hang year. Hang on, I'm going to have a little gin while you're talking. <laughs> while, I was, while I was being audited last year, they had to come in and actually look at my work area, because I could be lying that I don't do right. voiceovers, right? Yeah. And I was like, I was very stressed out, and I told my bookkeeper, I said, oh, it's just one more thing. i got to clean this. I've got to clean the studio and, you know, put, I've got, I mean, look at all. I've got a can of paint in here. I mean, yeah. I've got like, A can of good intentions in here. And she said, oh, no, don't clean it out for her, for her, for the auditor. Just leave it the way it is. Yeah. And I went. I think that makes sense. I went, you're right. Why am I worried about cleaning it out for the auditor? Like the auditor will say, you know, I was going to uh, I was going to give you a bad, uh, bad review here in terms of your potential audit, but your rooms are so clean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to write it all off and That's right. you're free to go. That's right. You get a pass. Yeah, yeah. Well, so but, sorry it's so, but you just didn't want to record in the kitchen like we did last time. So. Well, it gets, uh, it's a little echoey in here. I, I don't know. This will be great. This will be fine. It's, it's, it's about time we got back to it. Here's the deal. I 
have to cut this short uh, soon because I have to go to the dentist. And um, I, 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 I had this little bridge thing that I'm eating. You know, you, when you're eating, eating peanut, peanut brittle, your teeth are fine. But if you're eating something like a muffin, <laughs> or a boink, banana, <laughs> yeah, out comes the tooth. So this thing was just hanging on anyway. It was an old, old crown, and uh, and so now I got to go to the dentist. And so I'm just cursing up a storm when this thing comes out this morning. Oh, my, my wife. Do you is, have it in your pocket? Where it's is in my, it? It's in my car. Ugh. Want to look at it? No. Do you have a big hole right there? Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, if it's way in the back, why even bother? It's not in the back. Oh. Um, do, do you want to smile for me? No, no. It's, it, <laughs> it's, no, it's too, now my wife, on the other hand, one, one time a few years ago, she was, we were eating an ice cream cone or something and, and her front tooth came off is a capped tooth and it came right off Ew. and she had the exact opposite reaction of me. She just laughed it off and was <laughs> making goofy faces <laughs> And, you know, hey, look at this. Like she's a country cousiner. Me, I just get furious because immediately I think of cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. Crowns are not, not uh, and they I don't know if they can do it right away today. Don't they have to mold I, it? Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I'm going to go in there. So. You know what you could do? You could just pop a little chiclet on there. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> it's, uh, or a little mini marshmallow. But here's the deal. So I'm not a spring chicken. Uh, I'm... Late fall chicken, maybe something like that. Yeah. So, the it becomes it's at a time in your life, you know, when you're like in your twenties or thirties, you'll say, "Oh yes, of course, I'll go and have those implants done. I'll spend ten thousand dollars or whatever." But now at my age, I'm thinking maybe it's just better to yank the whole bunch out <laughs> and just go dentures because those seem pretty good. That's right, and they've made great the, strides in the indenture adhesive. You can like, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just that they would be practical and they'd be fine, but you just wouldn't want people to know. Although you can pretty much tell by the way I'm talking, I sound like I've had about four glasses of Stolies. I don't think they would know. Have you? My mom, my my wife's dad had dentures, and they were always click clacking yeah. on and stuff. What is that clicking noise? What is that? I think Guns are spongy. What are they clicking? I don't against? know. I don't know, and I, you know, I never Bone? stopped to ask. I would want to get in there and see what is making that noise. But I had an, I had a woman I worked for that had clicky dentures too. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what makes that noise. Well, whenever I think, uh, yeah, what if I had dentures? Then I remember that they say Clark Gable wore them. Did he really? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know what? And, and he was notoriously had notorious bad breath, is what I've read about him. So whenever I see he a movie, he looks like he had dentures. Now when, that I look at him, whenever I see a movie of him making out, kissing someone, oh. I'm thinking that poor woman. How, <laughs> how long can she stand that? Well, maybe he just didn't clean his dentures. Let's well, just soak him in polydent. Yeah. So anyway, I got to go see old the old dentist here. But yay, nitrous oxide. You are you a nitrous fan? Um, I'm a fan of it. He doesn't usually use it. One time I was I had received I was receiving nitrous oxide, which I used to call laughing gas. It never made me laugh, but 
and I kept gabbing. And so I think one of the ways they gauge if you're getting enough of the gas is to get you to where you're not talking anymore. But I kept talking <laughs> and joking, and I probably sounded drunk, but I kept going. And then, and then they finally said, okay, I guess he has enough gas. So they did the dental work, and then they started to send me home. And my wife picked me up, and she drove, and we had to stop like every few blocks so I could get out of the car and hurl. I know. I, I feel sorry for people that throw up from it. I know I never yeah. get sick from it. So, I love it. Really? I can't I take it. I love it. I can't take it. I really it. like it. Yeah. Would you, are you having some right now? No, but I, I would fake a cavity just to go in and get Really? <laughs> wow. If it weren't so expensive. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> did you see this story not too long ago? Uh, scientists have demonstrated that boys really do have cooties. <laughs> uh, they can spread to girls by kissing them. A 10-second intimate kiss can transfer 80 million bacteria from one mouth to another. So, who cares? It doesn't hurt you. Obviously, we've been around for a long time. There's been a lot of bacteria being swapped over the they had, centuries. They had 42 volunteers on this study, uh, and they let researchers wipe their tongues with a cotton swab, and then they agreed to spit into sterile tubes. Oh, for God's and, sake. And then answer questions about their kissing habits. And for this, they probably paid them about a buck. Well, they found out that a, the particular community of bacteria living on a volunteer's tongue was more similar to the bacteria on his or her partner's uh, tongue than to a stranger's tongue. So I guess if you have a partner, wife, husband, whatever, boyfriend. You have the same germs. You, pretty soon you have the same germs, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just trading them back. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. One more piece of ammunition for boys to say, Come on, honey, we gotta kiss more. Come on, you gotta kiss me more so we can have. So I'll be safe. So we'll be you'll safe. be safe. That's right. We'll be getting sick. Mm -hmm. Well, they did this 10 second kiss and then they had their tongue swabbed again. And a fresh kiss hardly nudges the. Index value, but if you mean you, a French kiss, uh, a, a fresh kiss. A fr but what's you, a fresh kiss? Well, in other words, uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you've just done this kissing thing, and you've just—it's a brand new kiss. Well, after you do it for a while, pretty soon it gets pretty neutral, and then then you're not trading that much bacteria. But a single kiss can deposit eighty million bacteria from one tongue to another. I knew a guy that used said tongue, tongue, tongue yeah. all the time. It's so he said, "Look at the word, T O N G U E. That's tongue." <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Well, it doesn't matter. That's not going to stop people from kissing. No, it, it isn't. But it's just like remember when you when you saw, um, uh, you know, a, a, a blow up ma micros a magnified version of keep a, going of a. <laughs> 
Give me so what I mean to we'll say, edit all that. What out, I mean so. to say is, remember, remember those ads? Do you have dust mites in your bed? And they would show you like a, ma- a magnified mm. a billion times. Oh, I know. Dust mite, and he looks like they look like monsters. They from look 50s. like monsters, yeah. and it would send you into a panic, and you'd call the mite people. Would they live? But the, the mites are so small that a guy could come into your house and say, "Oh man, you got him! You got him! How, how do you know? I can see him. Can't you?" No. Here, I took a picture of them. No, really. <laughs> Have you seen the TV ads? They're very small, but I can definitely... You got them. Just like those things that are living in your eyelashes. What, Have you what? seen those things? They're like little worms or something. What? That li- yeah, you look, Google it. Who's the most important man the country ever knew? I don't know what politician you have reference to. Well, it isn't Mr. Bryan, but it must be Mr. Hugh. Again, you're wrong, and to the throng I'm going to introduce that Barney Google with a Google googly eyes. Barney Google had a wife three times his size. She sued Barney for divorce. Now he's living with his horse. Barney Google with a Google googly eyes. You things living in your. There's stu- that study must have been a slow news that's, day. That must be what my tapeworm is feeding on. No, they're little worms that live in your eyelashes. Well, that's why you have eyelashes, is to catch stuff like that. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> your eyelashes aren't catching the worms. They're not. The worms aren't falling out of the sky. They're just part of your thing. You you're, know, when you think about... You are a living... You know, you've got all these microbe thingies. When you think about it, the human body is pretty well it's thought gross, out. It's gross. Is really is what. No, but I mean, think, think of, about it. <laughs> think of you got these eyeballs. I know. And it's then, fascinating. Then, so what's keeping stuff from going in there? Oh, I'll put eyelashes on there. Okay. Well, what if I'm combing my hair and a bunch of dandruff falls down? I'm going to put eyebrows on there. That'll catch that. And and if if they dry out, I'll put lids on them. What if I'm going to a room and there's a bunch of mites in the air and I'm breathing? (laughs) I'll put nose hair in there. And some will have more than others. (laughs) I'll also put ear hair in. (laughs) What's the ear hair for? To catch mites again. Yeah, exactly. Might be trying to listen in or something. You know, um, I have have rats. Um, You do? Well, I've all... Right in this room right now? Mate, there might be. Look at how eh. much look how much junk is in this room. Well, Lisa, I'm just here to tell you that um, you uh, you are attracting rats uh, by this sort of. Uh, Do you think this is bad behavior? This isn't as bad as like hoarders. It's not. I mean, I just have stacks of stuff. But you know, the people on hoarders are also deniers. Well, I don't think this is bad. A friend of mine uh, was cleaning out his late. Mother-in-law's apartment. There was a house. I uh, forget where they lived, but and it doesn't even matter. So what? Don't you, do you ever do that? I I met a guy one time. What was his name? Um, I'm trying. It to doesn't matter. Out. And it's not germane to the story. No. But you you waste twenty seconds just figuring it out. Anyway, so he goes. They go into the house. She's passed away. So is the husband. And they dig around in their her closet, and they're pulling out all kinds of garbage and weird stuff and then they move this big box and under this box behind it it are uh, is a um that baby rat a snake no a dead one of their dead cats oh you told me that story before. like i wonder where tabby went oh, years Jesus. ago so it's like years old 
a flat and flat and gross just cat. a little fur left that's disgusting you think that is that's, <laughs> that's i think if you find five or six of them that's disgusting that was just an accident yeah one's, one, an, one's accident. an accident five or six you got a problem so i gotta call a rat guy Lisa's house, Benny boy. Because I can hear them. Wouldn't that be a great name for a business? Smart name for a business. What? The rat guy. Well, I had to call the bee guy. Remember, I yeah. had to call the bee. But I mean, that's your business name, the rat guy. His business name was the bee guy. So oh, that's what I'm saying. That's very clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I called the bee guy, who came out and saved my bacon on those um, large d- uh, yellow jackets. That are still in the wood pile, by the way. And they aren't even the bee guy's not even after bees, mostly. He's after wasps and <laughs> well, he'll come rescue hornets. the good bees if you have like a bee, a honey bee nest, he'll come But anyway, so I gotta get the rat guy out. But here's what I, I'm worried about. Here's what you wanna really worry about when what? you have to call the alligator guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, but alligators the problem with rats is they can get in like the t- like it doesn't matter if I duct tape a hole, a, a hole shut. Yeah. They can squeeze through. They don't even have bones. They're like jello. They can squeeze through little cracks. We don't have rats. So I'm very on, worried about it. Well, I, yeah, they're creepy. It's creepy. Well, they they spread pestilence and disease. Oh, they do. Especially if they kiss you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, so I don't want the rat guy. To, here's what I don't want Tim to tell me. I don't want him to come out of the attic and say, well... Good thing you called me. You had a thousand of them out there. I don't want a visual. I know. I know. And that's... I don't want the visual, so I'm going to call him and say, you just do what you're going to do and then come down out of the attic and say, everything is as it should be. That's the catchphrase in my house. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the body count. I don't want to know the level of infestation. See, I'm already getting itchy just thinking about it. Ugh. What was that? I I thought thought I saw something move move over. No, there's just, you know what? I just have a lot of boxes and papers in here. And. Well, we have mice in our house all the time. But no, I don't have mice. I have rats. I mean, we think they're mice. You don't see them very often. How what how do you know what the different? How do you know it's not a rat? Do they make different sounds? They well, I don't know, but. You and what are your cats the little doing? Gr- the cat is worthless. <laughs> the cat is worthless. The cat couldn't catch a turtle. I mean, I think cats are good uh, mice mousers and rat cats at some point in their lives, but when they get older. They, they, I think they feel been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not interested. I'd have to get up. I'm so comfortable here on the couch. I'd have to get up, open my run mouth, over, open my mouth, claw, it, tease it around, throw it around for a while, and then finally eat it. <laughs> and too much. Drink. And frankly, there's better food around here than that. That's so right. I, so why are why do you think that mice are are more socially, um, universally? loved and accepted over rats that's a very good question and we'll have the answer for you tonight at 11 because if it were just mice running around in the attic i just let them be go ahead well 
It's worth noting also that it's part of our popular culture. We don't have Mickey the rat, you know. We have Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. nice. He's cute. Yeah. He's got a high voice. Maybe because he's lit. they're little. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Forever let us hold our banner high. Yeah. And they don't have fangs. Yeah. I, I don't I know. My rats have fangs, I'm but pretty sure. rat, if I was a rat, were a rat, I would immediately uh, lobby to get our name changed. The, the name rat, it's just so pejorative. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to care about you. They, they immediately associate you with disease, yeah. pestilence, and all that. And just say, you know what? Maybe some rats are like that, but most of us are okay. We, we really don't mean any harm. It's not like we jump up on people and bite them. That's not our, we don't care about, we'd like to stay away from you, frankly. So we're tired of being called rats. We would like to be called poochies. <laughs> M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we rats don't have as good a lobby as the mice. And also... Because we like you. Okay, we're kidding on that part, because we're rats. If a rat was smart enough and had the resources, a, ma- a rat would hire a public relations firm mm-hmm. and just, just change the whole the whole dynamic of the they way don't people really talk about. They really bother me. I know there are some people who are completely freaked out by them, but rats don't really snakes. I think scare me more than a rat does. <clears throat> you don't because want... a snake will jump up in your hair. And rat. No, they don't yes, jump they do. up Are in you your kidding? What snake jumps up? They'll jump in your hair. Rats don't jump in your hair. They, a snake they... can jump up six feet. I'm not six feet. My hair might be six feet tall. No, you are you mean when you're lying down? No, a snake's a still... snake will jump you in your hair. You think like a snake Spiders coils will jump and bam, And a spider will jump in your hair. But rats don't jump. They just go. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, all they're doing is trying to survive. Everything on this planet is just trying to survive. Well, no, they're not going to survive here because I'm calling the rat guy, and I don't want to know what he has. To, I don't want to know. Is this a rat guy you've used before? Well, that's the problem. I haven't had a rat guy here in probably 10 years, and now... Now, now remind me of this story, and I think, I, I hope I have it reasonably correct, but years ago, you you suspected or you even could hear a rat. In the walls. In the walls. Didn't something happen where the wall... Broke open and mm-hmm. rats came out? Yep. Tell me that. Well, the um, contractor was here to put in a new door between my garden room and my kitchen. So we wanted to make the opening bigger, but he had to cut into the ceiling up above. This is in your bedroom? No. What did I just say between the garden oh, room sorry. and the I, kitchen? I was thinking of myself and wasn't paying the attention. The garden room and the kitchen, you know that doorway in there? It used to be a little arch, a little crappy arch. You mean an arch that's sort of shaped like a mouse hole? That <laughs> yes. one? <laughs> I explain it. When have you ever seen a mouse hole like they are in cartoons, by the way? I don't know. The nice little oval. Oh, isn't that clever? I don't know. I, I think they're cute. You can get little decals you can put on baseboards. That. I put a bunch of fake little mouse holes yeah. in, in my garage. Yeah. And I have little cartoon mice faces sticking out yeah, of them. Yeah, I stuff. think they're cute. So the contractor goes to open, make the opening wider, and when he cuts open into the ceiling, 
<clears throat> and takes down the piece of drywall, a whole litter of rats living fall out onto the floor. And start scurrying. And start scurrying. Now, Ugh. it was summertime, so the front door was open. So the rats, I guess they made a beeline for the light. So that was a, pretty smart. It's a rat line. They made a rat line for the light. But my other two Cocker Spaniels, Molly and Missy, back then, just were so excited. Couldn't wait to try to catch them. And the rats ran out the front yard, through the gate, and up the driveway. Hmm. Out into the road, where they were probably hit by a bus. No, I don't know. <laughs> but but that's so, so the, gross. So then what? So once you get Ugh. them out, like the guy did, what keeps them from coming back? Nothing. I, I live on a creek, and I guess when you live by water mm. and... You know, I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I live by water. That's why I have rats. That must be why Hawaii is <clears throat> teeming with rats. I don't know. There's we have a lot of rats around here, and so they just you know come in and um, want to live. But you know what I found? I had to cut down a bunch of trees, and I had an old tree stump, and I we moved. A friend of mine was it moved in your, it in your house. No, or? it was outside. That's where tree stumps belong. And there were little baby rats in there, and they're so cute, and they were pink, and I didn't want to kill them, so I put them in a so shoebox. So you eat them instead. <laughs> so I put them in a shoebox, and I'm calling all these places. Oh yeah. Nobody would take them. They would. Nobody would take the baby rats. Oh, you should have called called my wife because she knows some place. I bet we could find a place that would take them. Well, rats. it's too late now. So what what did you ultimately do? I didn't do anything. I had a friend yeah. um, kill them with a shovel. What? I know. Isn't that horrible? Uh, what geez. else are you going to do? What kind do? of shovel? <laughs> well, aren't I a good reporter? You're a great reporter. No, I was just like, I just, I can't, I, I, I can't deal with it and we couldn't just leave them because the mother was who knew where the mother they were going to starve yeah. so if you had the choice of either being hit over the head by a shovel or starving what would you pick oh the shovel they picked the shovel yeah yeah and I, they I all know. voted i let them vote yeah i so. I, I don't know mm. if i would have uh used a shovel on them what would you have used i even looked up how to euthanize i was trying to find do i take a cotton ball and what do i can i put them in a jar what can i do to make this easy well they're they were newborns so they probably would perish normally but i uh, i'm a great believer in in moving the problem to someplace else <laughs> as you know and we, we had raccoon problems I we we would that. catch him, and I'd catch put catch him in this put him in this cage, and then we'd drive him. My wife would always say, "Let's drive him to a gated community, you know, where rich people live." So if they got a lot of dough; they can deal with the problem. That's I'm, a good idea. I'm, I'm not really serious, but it it is a tough thing to figure out. <clears throat> well, but if they're babies, baby rats, then they're probably goners anyway. Yeah, they without were goners. Mom around. Mm. So I unless you'd be willing to feed them. I don't, I don't know how often you lactate, but uh, that'd be an extraordinary thing to do for a rat. But you, <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know. You'd be a hero in I my mind. Had, I'd have six. How am I going to feed six oh, of them at a time? That's a good point. I only got that's two. A good, that's a good. So. A friend of mine, just last week, I said, "Hey, where are you going?" He said, "I'm on a ferry right now, going over to Whidbey Island." I said, "Oh." you 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 have a vacation place over there. He said, yep, that's right, but that's not why I'm going over here. I said, well, why? Well, I uh, I, got, I took uh, one quarter interest in a cow with some other people. 
Oh. And then we, uh, you know, we've been fattening it up for a couple of three years. And now it's time to... Oh, no. So get this. He Not only is he going over there, but he wants to be the one to pull... He wants to be the trigger man. Oh, Pat, I don't want to hear this. I know. Well, I didn't want to hear it. Well, then don't tell me. Guys like to hear it, but I'm not one of the guys. I, I, I couldn't do that on a million years. I don't want to do that. Oh. Do, and then he says, does well, he not... you don't mind sitting uh, at Morton's Steakhouse, do No, you? exactly. There's a big... I know. It sounds hypocritical, but it's not. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I don't want to have to go kill the food I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, he, and he said, for him, it was important to look it in the eye. Jesus, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm sorry, I'm just not quite understanding where you're coming from on that. Mm. And then he sends me pictures of it, like two hours later, and it's all, the hide's off, it's all quartered and you know, butcher, oh, butchered, hanging on a rack. Oh, God. And then you think, That's well, depressing. Just two hours earlier, that was a big brown-eyed... Eating grass. Eating grass, thinking, man, life is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm a cow. And, I feel really fat, but yeah. life's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Why do I feel so fat? Oh, wait a minute. I now I know. Yeah, now I remember. Sheesh. We, uh, I think I've told you the story before about a neighbor who came over and said, you guys want some ducks? I uh -oh. said, oh. Yeah, you, you like duck meat? That's what he said. I hear your dogs. There must be a duck out there. Um, I'm pretty, or, a, or a rat. I'm pretty sure it's the UPS man. No. Do you, you need, want me to go shut her up? Do you, no, I don't care. I mean, we've had this, these kind of noises and airplanes and trains on our podcast in my house. Who knows how long she's going to do it, though? The door is closed, too. Let's see. I think I, she's... Tell her to shut up. Scream up. Shut up! Good job, Pat. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, who the hell was that? <laughs> you probably killed her. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure every living creature in this house looked up when they heard that. <laughs> and the rats, The rats, <laughs> the bees, the mice. That was good. I need to just get a recording of you doing that so I can just play. Because they, they don't listen to me when I tell them to shut up. They don't. They're yeah. so immediate. Not every animal does, but some do. No. They're so, they hear it all the time. They know I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, uh, they don't know that I'm not going to do anything. Exactly. I think that's why they respect exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. We have a neighbor dog that you can hear him. The, guy, the dog is always barking. Always barking. So I'll do that same thing. I'll get up there and yell, and danged if it doesn't work. It only works for about half an hour, but that's so that's good. So I know where you're going with the duck story. Guy comes over, says, yeah. let me just tell this story for you. Guy comes over, says, you want some ducks? And he went, yeah, Pe I love Peking duck. That's good. Are you remembering my story? No, I'm or? Just, I just know the way you say stuff to me. Yeah. That this is where it's, it's going to end badly. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and it does. And so he shows up an hour later with live ducks in a big gunny bag. Oh, Cause, cause here you go. And I said, "What do you What do you mean? I thought you were going to bring over duck, duck, plucked duck, plucked duck." <laughs> Can we say that's plucked how duck? I that's how I would want my duck. That's how we lost one of our radio jobs trying to say plucked right. duck three times fast. So, so the guy, I said, "Well, no, I don't want those." He said, "Well." I asked you, and you said, "Yeah, but I didn't know you were bringing over live ducks." Where did he get them? I, I don't. Who knows? He went ducking. I don't. Is that what they call it? Yeah, when like ducking. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. You go fishing. That's true. 
I don't know if he was going ducking that day and then go, was going out cowing the next day. You go frogging when you get frogs. Yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of... And we have another neighbor who's has a little dog. The, the kind of dog you should have for those rats, because this dog is one of those kind of rat... Like ter- a rat terrier. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's that's what they're they, built that's for. That's why they call them that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, but this dog, the guy takes him on dog out on little walks out in the woods near our house, and he comes back with tails. <laughs> you ain't gonna believe what Zoe did. What? <laughs> she killed a big old bullfrog. Oh no! She killed a she killed a squirrel. <laughs> and you're really proud of that. So anything is fair game, and then he can't wait to come back and gloat about it. Oh! I'm so proud of that little dog. <laughs> She so, killed a bunny. Saw her take down a, a deer yesterday. It's a six-point buck. Took it down like it was a twig. What, what a dog. What a dog. Yeah, it's too bad they don't have a TV series about your dog. Yeah. What new creature will Zoe kill tonight? Oh. Yeah. I know, but you have said famously, and I'll repeat your famous oft-said words, I hate nature. I do. I hate it, and I and I feel bad because I have to deal with killing things that I don't want in my attic. I would, if, <clears throat> I'd like to reason with them, but I can't. Can you guys go somewhere else? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to kill them. Yeah, ain't being a homeowner great? <clears throat> yeah, it is. I mean, I, I I get why people prefer to rent because all the problems, the leaky faucets. You know, if you were infested with rats or whatever, yeah. call that's the landlord. That's somebody else's problem. Yeah. It yeah, sounds I have pretty to, good. I have to get a new hot water heater, so mm-hmm. that's coming this week. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know. It um, never ends, does it? It never. That is my phrase around here, Pat. When I get stressed out, get liquored up, and start screaming, it never ends. It just <laughs> never ends. And, and. And what now? What if what if on some far future day, there's just, a there's a reporter who comes on the air and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, it ended. It's ended. It ended. It's ended. It's done. I don't there know. are no problems in the world anymore. It's ended. I finally, don't, I don't know what I'd do with my time. I don't know what I'd do with my paycheck. It'd be I, I have no idea what I would do with all that. Yeah. But it, there, it's always something. So I have that phrase. It never ends. And my other phrase. It's always something. Yeah. Which is the stupidest phrase of all when you think about it. Of course it's something. It's always something. Yeah, of course it would be. (laughs) What else could it be? Nothing? It's always something. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, Not not, uh, all of them very uh, appealing. But i got to talk about this Bill Cosby thing. Because uh, when I was a kid, I had all the Cosby albums. They were in... I don't know if you remember them, but they were... Oh, God, my mother played them all the time. Yeah, I mean, they... My they, favorite was the they, my brother... <clears throat> to my brother, Russell with Love was yep, my favorite Bill yeah, Cosby yeah. album. And uh, and I like the things about him that, that, you know, sort of influenced me in a big way. Just the way he would use the microphone, for example. Mm-hmm. He'd go... He said... Uh, he had, Noah is one of his fa- famous routines. He's Noah, and then God's talking to Noah. Yeah. And then he'd work right down on the mic. Noah. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, God, that sounds cool. Yeah. So I would try doing that. The next thing I want to talk about, he's still pertaining to sports, marriage. Uh, 
if there's any criterion between love and getting up in the morning and looking at your mate sometime and just saying, you parasite. <laughs> I mean, it's just some mornings you, you get up, you know, and you just, you just look at your mate and you say, you know, she's sleeping. You parasite. <laughs> and some mornings when your mate will get up and you know there's something wrong with you. And they don't say anything, they just... And that's when I say nothing to my wife, man. I say nothing. I just get up, try to find my clothes from where she hid them. Just... Wives always hide your clothes, man. You get up, they're always moving things. Man. I leave them in a nice pile, all bundled up, man, so I can get up, get dressed like the fireman, you know? Still always hanging something up, you know, so your money will fall out and all that stuff. So I'm not asking her for nothing, you know, I'm just putting the clothes on, putting the wrong socks on, I don't care, man. I'm going to see the Rams play, see, I'm going to go to see the game. And so on the way out, then she just gives me that zinger, you know, take your daughter with you. And all of a sudden his old records are not that funny anymore. And then, of course, he, you know, really broke ground uh, in 1950s, 60s TV, becoming really the first black to be a major character on on a show, I Spy in I this spy, case. That's right. And then, so that was a big deal. He was enormously popular as a stand-up comedian. Although in latter years, he's mostly sitting down. He comes out and sits on a stool. I've seen him live several times. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like he's working very hard, but he's funny, and he's, you know, people loved him. And and then, of course, his enormous show, uh, the Cosby Show, yeah. uh, which just was gigantic. And uh, I think I've told you this story before, and I won't say it verbatim, but it was so shocking to me that I just, I just was in disbelief. My uh, father-in-law said one time, he's in, and I, he's an, was an old guy, came from the South. He was, he was a white man mm -hmm. with racist tendencies, mm -hmm. frankly. They're not, they're not a rare breed even today, but he. We were watching the Cosby Show, and I had it on, and I was kind of doing some stuff, and he's, I can hear him in there going, <laughs> I go, hey, hey, what do you think? He said, this is pretty funny. I said, oh. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is kind of neat. He's he's enjoying this show. It's about a black family, mm -hmm. and, and this is kind of groundbreaking mm -hmm. in, in just in a small way. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he says, I can't even. I don't even know how to rephrase it, but he said, <laughs> "I'll tell you that N word sure knows how to ham it up." Oh my God! Yeah, it just I think. Oh great! Oh my gosh! As a compliment for you. So, but anyway, so but he did he did a lot. He's been charitable and all of that. They called him America's Dad, and now it turns out that. Uh, um, there's there's too many stories that are all too similar to say no nope, this is all baloney and the thing about it is all these women that have come forward now uh, he can't really be pro prosecuted for any of that it happened too long ago mm -hmm. but uh, it it's it's it, it, you're watching a career really dissolve in, in front of your minds and nobody will ever think of him the same way again it's just it is absolutely heartbreaking and i i i'm with you i 
I don't think <clears throat> I'll ever be able to watch a Cosby show now. I mean, Dr. Huxtable, I just, I will not be able to see him the same way. And it's very heartbreaking Yeah. to even think that that is going to be his legacy now. And his, He's wife, 70, his wife who stood by him. He's 77. 77 years old. Um, just uh, released a biography. Uh, wanted to have a renaissance of his own. Mm-hmm. You know, and they well, he had a, a new, new show in the works. Yeah, he had a new show in the works. Um, he's uh, pulled out of his his um, uh, the university that he was associated with. There were some sexual allegations there as well. Um, you know, this isn't new. A lot of people think the, the, these <clears throat> allegations are new. He actually yeah. had some had to deal with this about six, seven, eight years ago. Some of them <clears throat> go back thirty years. Yeah. But 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 not not just people coming forward now. But right. some of these right. allegations have been around for quite a while. <clears throat> so it's interesting that now all of a sudden it's really <clears throat> people are taking it seriously and it's really taking on a life of its own. And it's just very sad. And and I had a discussion with a friend who who said, you know, I just you know I don't know you know these women coming out of the woodwork now and you know twenty years later or or ten years later. I don't understand. I'm not sure they can be believed. And I said, you know, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, extremely powerful man. Mm -hmm. I said, you have no understanding of what it was like to be shameful or embarrassed or just to feel like there's not a freaking thing you can do. It's Bill Cosby. No one's going to take my word for it. The the power balance is way out of balance. Way out of balance. And it's just, it's just, that sort of attitude sort of, sort of sickening to me, and again, very heartbreaking. And I, Bill Cosby, it just, it just sort of shatters you when you think, you know, you think of monsters and people who do poorly. Bill Cosby doesn't fall into that. <clears throat> no, Doctor, so he's then, so opposite <clears throat> of so then, how you thought of him. That's what is amazing about it. Exactly yeah. that. So then, it doesn't it sort of make you just kind of go well. Sh- if Doctor Huxtable could yeah. be a rapist, then th- that it just it just every day seems to be a new th- a new thing like that about exactly. somebody or some institution some or something studio. that you've always believed to be the real deal, and then you find out. Oh, wait a it's minute! Tainted. Didn't it's know dark. about this it's, part. Yeah, I, this I thought this was a great comment. Uh, a woman named Stacia Brown uh, in theguardian.com said, "People always resist accepting that celebrities have double lives." So when we're told that our idols are wife beaters or bigots or child molesters or rapists, we don't want to admit that we have been so easily fooled. Only when the evidence becomes overwhelming do we question why we didn't see them, uh, see through them earlier. And, and until we find new idols, we're just going to start the process all over again. So, uh, I, I, <clears throat> you could make that argument though, with even if somebody's not a celebrity or an idol. Oh, sure. I mean, if oh, you sure. you have somebody that might be a lifelong friend for for many many years, and you find something very disturbing about yeah. them it's almost like a personal betrayal so i don't think it has to do with being a celebrity or not no but it, it is that idea that you you people we think we know celebrities the same way we think we know our next door neighbors sure. or friends sure and then uh, that's that's very true i don't know bill cosby yeah. but i'm it just seems like you're right what he's put out there has just been just a kind wonderful he never swore on stage he was mm-hmm. very but boy you know there's a lot of backlash even in his his own um, his own ethnic community, um, you know that 
but uh, yeah, a lot of people are in his corner. Um, it's, that's a, it's so it's just heartbreaking. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt he did it. Yeah. I do you? I know some no, people still the, doubt that that e- the story's well, not even true. Well, the, the, it's people like that that you want to uh, disbelieve that some something about it can't the be. most. You it know, can't it can't be. be. It'll be anybody else could do that, but not him. No mm-hmm. way. Not, yeah. not, I, but but apparently true, and apparently so many uh, p- women coming forward that uh, it, it's it's overwhelming. And so while even though he can, you, you know, he can't be like I said, prosecutor. Pers- for this, his career's got to be well, over, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. It goes way back to early Hollywood days. There was a guy <clears> named <throat> uh, Fatty Arbuckle. Remember that mm-hmm. story? Silent movie comedian. Mm-hmm. Very popular. And then he got accused of rape or something like that. Uh, drunken debauchery at some party. And his career was over. Wow. But today, no, it seems like no matter what somebody does... They just uh, just let a little time go by. Sure, you know, tweet a picture of your junk or whatever. But let a little time go by, and people say, "Okay, and we we forgive you. Big deal. Let's let's look. Let's overlook it." But something like this Cosby thing, I I don't see it. I mean, he's seventy seven years old. Right. If 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 ten years from now, people no. start to forgive him. He's eighty seven. He mm-hmm. I mean, is it, he really has enough money. He should just get off. Uh, out of the public spotlight, off of the stage, absolutely, and just, and just go away. That's, That's right. Really, the but best thing. But can, can he? Because obviously, he has. He's very ego driven, and the way the way that he um, allegedly raped these women was to drug them. I mean, that is such a power thing, too. Um, make them, you know, not resist. And I mean, what an ego! It's just, it's just yeah. sickening. Well, you thought if you had a bigger ego, you'd think, well, I don't have to use drugs. My own personal appeal. I think, you're right. But I think the ego comes from I can do whatever I want and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. That's... No, it's creepy. It's, it's just It's so creepy. creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. And one of the allegations... It makes me sad. Janice, it makes me very sad. Janice Dickinson, who was an up-and-coming starlet at, uh, back in the 80s. Wasn't she like a girl on a game show? I, I don't I, really know. I, I think it was something like that. One of those game shows, let's make a deal or, or uh, uh, whatever. But she she was one, and you can win a new car. And then she would be modeling it. I Yeah, I don't know her history. That, uh, that's what I think. She's but. she's extraordinarily annoying, just, to, just so we can get that out of the way. But that doesn't um, take away from her claims of what he did to her. And she says that back in 1982 in Lake Tahoe... And, you know, that's when I went to see him. Yeah, I saw him in Tahoe, too. That makes me so sick to think that that night that I was seeing him on stage might have been the very night he went Mm. back and took her back to his room and did that to her. That just, I had such great memories of that. I went with my girlfriends. We could barely afford to get the tickets. Right. There was a five-drink minimum. We we put all our dollars together. I mean, we're... Five-drink minimum? Three-drink or whatever it was. Five-drink. Three-drink minimum. Yes, you must get plastered or you can't see the show. Well, you know, you had to buy three yeah. drinks or whatever. Yeah. And so, and I just had such fond memories of that girlfriend trip, um, you know, fresh out of just, we're in our twenties, 21, barely able, barely able to go to the casinos. Let's go see Bill Cosby. And now the whole thing's tainted. Yeah. Well, He's let's ruined it for let's me. end on one little better note than that. Okay. About another celebrity. This one, this isn't the good note, but, but it, it's a fact that, uh, Mike Nichols passed away 
a couple of weeks ago. A director uh, did The Graduate and a bunch of other great movies. Catch Twenty Two. How did I miss this? Diane miss Sawyer's husband. Diane Sawyer's I husband. I missed this. Yeah. yeah he, wow. He, he passed away, and uh, uh, but he was in the 1950s. He was part of a comedy team called Nichols and May. Yeah. And, Elaine May. Uh, and I'm going to end this podcast with an excerpt yeah. of Nichols and May because they're they were really, uh, I guess. The four kind of the forerunners of Stiller and Mira and those kind right. of teams mm-hmm. would be man and woman, and they're it's really, really sophisticated, just great funny humor. And then he transitions from that and becomes a director. Yeah, great uh, film. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? And like I said, The Graduate. He married uh, Diane Sawyer a long time ago. Um, I'm not sure what he what he died of, but uh, it, it was rather s- sudden and unexpected. Wow, I uh, missed that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he worked with a woman named Elaine May. Yeah. Uh, and several weeks after he saw her in the audience, they, their friendship was launched when he saw her sitting on a Chicago train station, a waiting room, and then he approached her and said in a fake Central European accent, "May I sit down, please?" <laughs> and then she immediately replied, if you wish. She'd never even met him before. They hadn't met each other before. She's doing shtick right along with him. Yeah. Said, this is somebody I should work with. And wow. that's the team that emerged, Nichols and May. Open wide, please. Looks all right to me. How does it feel? Feels all right. Have you had any trouble? No, no trouble. It seems to have gone along very well. Have you? Tried chewing on that side? No, I haven't eaten it all. May I take my head off? Yes, please. Thank you. You know, you might just try chewing on that side occasionally. Not all the time, of course, but just once or twice to see whether it'll stay in. I think it's ready. I think I will chew when I leave here. I think I go somewhere and just chew and chew and chew. I've wanted to chew. God knows I've wanted to chew, but I... Don't you see, I didn't dare. Yes, I think I understand. I thought, what if it would come out, you know... And it would be naked, open. You, you know what's happening, don't you? Yes, I think I do. I, I never meant for it to happen. No, no, nor did I. You know, when you first came into my office and said those few sad words about the tiny tooth in the back of your mouth that was hurting you, I think I felt something for that tooth even then that I wasn't meant to feel. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? That when I first came into your office, when I saw you standing there so stern in your white smock, I thought, he loathed me for having a cavity. No, no, I it didn't. It will disgust him, no, I thought. No, no, it didn't, Reva. Not only that it was a cavity because dentists understand these things, but because... Because it was your cavity, and I think even then I loved it. That I'd said it. I do love you. Let's not talk about it for just a moment. Do you know, when you looked in my mouth and said... It's rotten. I thought, nothing can happen now. And yet when you looked at me, you didn't look at me as though I were a woman with a rotten tooth. You looked at me as though I were me. And for the first time, I knew who I was, me. Oh, Reba, Reba, do you know that when I looked into that mouth that I do love now, when I first looked down into that mouth and I saw that you were English clear through, I think I knew then that something that I didn't mean to happen was going to happen. Please don't, Adolf. I'm going to put my head on. No, you don't have to go. I... I've got something to tell you, Reba. I haven't told you before because there was no use. It seemed to me there was no sense upsetting you. But now I have to tell you. Um, 
I'm going away. Away? Yes. I've taken a job as a dentist in the leper colony. I think it's best. I see. They offered me the job several times, and I thought, no, I'd, I don't think I want to live with a lot of lepers. But now that, well, now that this has happened, I think yeah. I've got to go. I think it's the right choice. I think that there are good lepers and bad lepers. I don't think you can lump them together. Adolf, I'm so glad you told me this, because, because when I found out what was happening, when I saw that Morris knew, he knows you know, he does know. Morris knows? He's always known, I think. Oh, I didn't want Morris to know, no. because I like Morris so very much. He likes you, too. He likes you so much more than me, I think. Sometimes he, he chuckles when he talks about you. He, I wanted us so very much to be happy, all three of us, but it can't be, can it? I don't want to do this to Morris. I don't think it's right. I'm going away, Adolf. You too? I'm going to Saudi Arabia to become a dental assistant. I've... I've never been a dental assistant Reba, before, Reba, don't you, you see? you know nothing about teeth. I know, but I think I can learn, don't you see? I think that if I can teach one Saudi Arabian the rules of dental hygiene as I have learned them... Oh, Reba, Reba, if it were possible, if I thought it could be that it... I have taught you something about teeth that you can pass on to Arabians... Oh, Adolf, I know more about oral prophylactics now than I've ever known about anything. Oh, Reba, Reba, then it hasn't been wasted. No. All that time in the rowboat talking about upper and lower and no, back and no, front. No, I heard every word. Do you know, I always thought of myself as sort of a grey, stodgy kind of woman. A sort of English Oxford sort of woman. And inside, you know, I'm not that sort of woman. No, no, I know you're not. I'm a different kind of woman. Oh, Reba. I'm not just an English woman. Oh, Reba, I know now that I'm going to make those lepers very happy. Because, do you see, because I'll be a happy dentist. I hope that you make those lepers as happy as you've made this dental assistant. I'm sorry. I'm crying, aren't I? That's all right, Reba. I think every Englishman must cry just once or twice. Goodbye, Reba. Goodbye, Adolf. to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.